Welcome to ERM Perspectives, the show dedicated to credit union enterprise risk management. If you're interested in hearing perspectives on enterprise risk management directly from the people who do ERM at credit unions, you've got the best seat in the house. I work with credit unions every day so they can have their ideal enterprise risk management program. I'm your host, David Seibert. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of ERM Perspectives. I'm your host, David Seibert. And today I'm excited to have Ryan Kohler with me. Ryan is the Vice President of Risk Management and Compliance at Cyprus Federal Credit Union in Salt Lake, Utah. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you, David. It's great to be here. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. So let's just get right into it and learn more about you. So why don't you tell us about your background and uh, your role at the credit union and how you got there? Yeah, absolutely. Personally, you know, just from Utah, from the area here, love it here. Um, I love camping, board games. Everyone around here at work ends up talking about barbecue and smoking way too much. But that's my world. I love it. A certified barbecue judge. So if anyone likes that, give me a buzz. But oh, that's fun. <laughs> professionally, let's see. I started working at Cyprus in 2008 as a teller and Eventually, 2009, moved into compliance, doing vendor management, BSA. Had an opportunity in 2012 to move to another local credit union, be their first compliance officer. Felt that was a great experience, learning some broad compliance there, being the only guy doing that. And then in 2016, I came back to Cypress Credit Union, had the opportunity to move into the compliance manager position. And... I've been here since. We've certainly grown the department over the past few years and had some great experience just tackling all sorts of compliance areas and turning into a risk program. So that's been great. Yeah, that's good. So I like the experience starting out with teller experience because that's just great to start there and because you really get to learn how the credit union works, right? And then absolutely. And then move into compliance and then actually have experience a, a different financial institution for a while to get some breadth there too. So tell me about the program itself. You started in 2016. When did the ERM part of it start and right. how's that organized and staffed and what can you tell so us about that? Just before I got here in the compliance manager role, my predecessor had started conducting several risk assessments, but it was kind of on top of his compliance responsibilities. And, you know, I maintained that for a time when I moved over but uh, it was just myself and one BSA specialist to help me with all those fun reports and alerts. And let's see, in 2019, we really took a more formal approach towards risk management. That's when I added the risk management aspect to my title. We even hired a risk specialist to hire or to help with a lot of our other tasks and vendor management and appraisal management, QCs left and right. We had adopted a new software and that's when we took all of our previous risk assessments and really wanted to kind of get a fresh start and work with every department and identifying a department level risk assessment for everybody. And for some of the big groups like in accounting, we broke it down into several large products as well for ACHs and wires, but it's just slowly grown over time. And the board has taken an active interest in that and said, Hey, Ryan, how did your, (laughs) we kind of considered 2019 a big year one push. That's what I call it. It was my year one, even though Cyprus has 
had been doing risk to some degree for quite a while, but they said, Ryan, will you come tell me how did that year one go? And, you know, it was interesting. I learned a lot of things and I know we'll get to those here. One of those areas I presented to him just kind of went back to the story I always tell about risk management. I don't know if that's something able to share here. <laughs> yeah. If you want to do that now, I, I was going to say, it's nice to hear that the board reached out to you and they yes. wanted to hear your story. They wanted to know, you know, they saw 2019 as a big year. And that seems to be the year that's kind of when you put a stake in the ground and made it happen too. So uh, it's nice they reached out to ask you about that. So yeah, please tell us about Absolutely. how that went. And I mean, I wasn't terrified at all. <laughs> Good. It was, uh, yeah, the annual strategic planning session with the board and executive leaders. They called me in and they genuinely wanted to know how everything was looking, what our direction was. And, you know, one thing about me is, you know, I'm known as the guy who tells the a joke at every meeting. So I had to tell him my risk management joke. And it's about these three risk officers and three accountants I pick on, mainly because my wife is a CPA. But said so these six people were traveling to a risk management conference and decided to travel by train. And the three accountants go up and buy their first class tickets. And they think they're so special and but then they look back and notice the risk officers had only bought or purchased one ticket for the three of them. And they're like, how is that going to work out? And the risk officers just said, hey, watch and learn, my friends. You know, you'll get some good tips out of this. So with their one ticket and the accountants have their three, they go onto the train and board and accountants go into the first class seats and glance back and they notice the risk professionals crammed into a single bathroom stall. I'm like, what is going on? So the train departs and the conductor goes throughout the train collecting tickets, takes the accountant's tickets and then approaches the bathroom stall and knocks on the door, says, ticket, please. And out comes a single hand with one ticket. And he says, thank you, and moves on. And the accountants are just amazed. They got away with that. How did they do that? And so they get to their conference and learn all sorts of nice tricks and techniques and on their way back they're like we're going to put this into practice and the accountants just buy a single ticket for the three of them but then they're astonished again when the risk officers don't buy anything at all and they're like there's no way they're going to get away with that so anyway they all board the train and and the accountants you know learn their lesson and they cram into a single bathroom stall and the risk officers just laugh a minute later, they go by and knock on the door and say, tickets, please. <laughs> and they get their ticket going. Oh, my God. So <laughs> at the end of the day, the accountants might not have ended up so well, <laughs> but no. the risk guys were taken care of. They're always on top of things, right? Interesting. <laughs> They're schemy, schemy risk. People. Always scheming. So. <laughs> well, that's uh, good. That, so that must have went over well with the board, I assume. Yeah, they, they do like a good joke sometimes I could deliver that one was from a, from an old blog but I, I love it because it had a, a lot of good takeaways and I'll just kind of come back okay. to that as we go throughout this but yeah so that so I heard you say you kind of like to tell jokes I think that's kind of a strength you know something you bring to the table I, I think that's great is there any other kind of what else are you strong at how's the program you know, functioning. Tell us about that. Well, as I was telling the board, you know, it, you know, how our efforts went, I got to sit down with every single department and, and I was genuinely 
just amazed at what everyone was able to show up with and bring to the table and that they did show up. Normally when compliance knocks on your door and says, hey, I'm going to, I need a series of meetings here to discuss risk. It's not the most exciting of projects to work on, but everybody, you know, received us well. I explained the process, what we were doing, and it took almost six months to really meet with every single group. But some of the strengths, you know, we sat down, I learned how to communicate with them quite well. Some people work differently than others. So being able to explain the purpose of this, what our objectives were, I like to pick on our VP of IT, for example, this was, he had done risk assessments before, but he had never really gone through a process in the way we had done it. Ours was quite conversational. It was a series of questions to get them to open up and just talk about anything and everything. What, I don't know your department, what does a bad day look like and what could possibly go wrong? And they're like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, pretend you're on a game show. What's the worst thing that could happen? And, you know, we'd tell jokes, we'd talk through it, but we'd occasionally hit on those important, uh, important items and we could really dive in. At the end of the day, what are you doing to address all those risks? And we that would take another meeting or two to really get through all of them. But eventually at the end of it, our VP of IT said, you know, this really showed me what, what we're doing well at and what we're not doing well at. I, we have a lot of resources here. Maybe there's too many. We don't have enough resources in this area, and I know where to focus on now. And it really clarified things for him. And for myself, you know, that clarified the objective of, hey, this is kind of where we want to get to for each area. Let's them know if something's going to go wrong, at least it's on your radar and you can anticipate it and prepare for it. Right. Yeah, that's certainly what us risk people are out there to do is to help these other areas be able to respond and know what, right. what could happen and, and to actually be proactive about addressing those things and prioritizing those things that need some action. So that's, sounds Absolutely. like that worked out really well. So it's that strength of the program, getting out there and being able to talk to all the different departments and have good conversations and that sort of thing. Absolutely. We, yeah. we take that back to our board every six months in our ERM committee mm -hmm. meeting. And okay. tomorrow, actually, we have our May meeting with our executives and we have a board rep in there. And that's another thing that's developed is, you know, they, I give them updates on our discussions between the departments. And so they're advised at what's going on along the way. I feel like they have the information they need. And they also are able to say, well, here is our perspective and here's what we are hoping to address going forward. Mm -hmm. So I know their expectations as well. And that helps, you know, tweak my efforts going forward. So I, I know we're all on the same page. I, that was the other aspect, just that yeah. board communication and using the committee meetings to, uh, to facilitate that's been very helpful. So. Yeah, I, that's that's nice. I heard that it's actually kind of bi-directional. It's not just one yes. directional. It's not Ryan facilitating a meeting that's one directional and the board just sits there and listens because you said they come to you with their expectations. And that's, so again, that's great dialogue back and forth, bi-directional. Good, good to hear that. That's awesome. So there's some hard things that we have to go through to build an ERM program. And I think you already kind of talked about one of them, which is getting out there and just 
feet on the ground, talking to all the different people and the different functions and the departments. So right. how have you made, tell us more about how you've made that work. Absolutely. And you hit on that. Yeah, I was a teller for about a year. So I had a little bit of branch experience, not a lot, <laughs> especially in credit union land where people are in the branches for 30 years at a time. But, um, but when I reach out to people, that was one disadvantage. I did not know their areas so well. So having them explain, you know, what their bad days were, they'd be like, why don't you know this? I'm like, no, I don't. So that was just new for all of us. That was our initial kind of hurdle. But that concept of what could go wrong, that was kind of took me back how difficult that concept was for some people. And it's legitimate because when I ask you know, here's a template of a risk assessment. Here's a sample set of risks. Do any of these things happen? And they'd say, no, we don't see that happening right now. So why are we documenting this? And I'd say, well, they're not happening right now because whether it's documented or not, we already have a lot of the controls already in place. You know, we do have policies and we do have trainings. And so they wouldn't think to write down a risk if if it wasn't happening now, how could it happen? And the point of the exercise was what could happen? And so there's a lot of what if, you know, and that's not an easy thing to really grasp sometimes. And that's, it just like, yeah, of course it could, but that wasn't the case for everybody. So that was our first, first barrier and generating a list of questions to ask really helped bringing in the right people at the right times went far. And sometimes I'd have meetings where we just sat there for two hours. And at the end, we, we talked and talked, but we didn't get very far. So we'd regroup and bring in a few extra people that, and our CEO was involved, not to, uh, not to babysit or anything, but to just join in the conversation and, and getting more perspectives was very helpful. And it wasn't just VPs or chiefs. It was, you know, an assistant manager or a new person. Uh, it's like, what can they contribute? Well, they have a lot. <laughs> they don't have everyone's experience. And so some of the questions and thoughts that would come were very fresh and relevant. So the departments, we only had a few people, but the bigger the area, the more people we'd have come in and it was just helpful. So, yeah, it makes sense. You have to have the right people in the room and Maybe it takes an iteration or two to figure yeah. out who the right people are, right? Finding that yeah, and bringing the CEO and can bring an interesting perspective too. So that makes sense. We also sometimes feel like we'd learn after the fact, kind of like those accountants. Well, they did this, so let's do it now. And <laughs> we'd go through an examination and, you know, the NCOA would say, let me see your risk assessment. Well, why didn't you do this? And <laughs> so we do it the next year and. I know sometimes when they'd say, why did you risk or rate a certain control at 60% or what does that mean? And so, you know, we had to strengthen what do ratings mean and not just the, like a key or a, you know, what do all of our ratings mean, but why did you rate something the way you did? And what were your thoughts on that? So leaving notes on why you gave something a certain score. Yeah. We had to be quite honest. A lot of groups wanted to rate something very highly. And I'm like, is it really? <laughs> and, yeah. you know, that's hard to ask without sounding judgy or something, but it's yeah. 
it, that's not the point. If we scored low on something, you know, that happens, but yeah. documenting it, documenting your thought process. And then also the next year, the NCUA, NCUA would then say, do you have any documents to support that or evidence? You mentioned you had a procedure. Can I see that? You had an audit performed. Can I see the results? You did your penetration testing or whatever. And, and so that was something we, we adopted in, in our discussion process as well. It's just mm. leaving those notes and went far for us. So Yeah, that's good learning. It takes some iteration and practice and experience to figure out what works. And it's different with every credit union. Absolutely. One of the things that you brought up at the beginning, though, that I really want to just throw back out there again is that when you're meeting with some of these people, like in the branch, they have a different job, a different mindset. So they don't think about risk. And of course they're like, well, this stuff isn't happening. So I think that's really enlightening that you saw that right away and you realized that and you're like, okay, how are we going to get past this? So you were able to do that a list of questions, just honesty and creativity, bringing in the right people. So yeah, that, that makes sense. Thanks for sharing all that. That's good. So is there anything else about you or the program of the credit union that, that you want to share for, with us? Well, let's see here. Kind of back to what the NCOA was talking about, documenting our processes. It boiled down to what they kept calling risk appetite. I'm like, what is that? And, uh, and that's still something I'm looking to integrate into our documentation and all of our assessments. But I could download a risk assessment. Here's our risks. Here's our controls. Here's the final remaining risk, but then adding a report or a, like a cover page perhaps, or a summary saying, yes, this feels normal for where we want to be compared to our strategic plan. Mm -hmm. We accept the remaining risk or, you know, this remaining risk threshold is not quite where we want it to be. So we have a plan of action and that risk appetite is something that that will be one thing we'll be using to take our program to the next level going forward. Not something I have quite accomplished yet, but that's just one one thing I was hoping to collaborate on. You know, with anyone who's also working in that area. So that's always something out there to work on. To keep always improving. something. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have any advice for our listeners around enterprise risk management? Anything you want yeah, to share? Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of, I love that train story. It's kind of silly, but honestly, it did highlight a few things that, that we really did experience in that year one effort where it takes a team effort. We have to remember we're working with each other, not competing. And I don't want to see any other groups fail at the end of the day. Uh, even if it gets my group ahead, and that's not the point. So bringing in those right people, like we mentioned, you know, having the right people on board to, to facilitate the discussions just made a big difference. You mentioned that high level of honesty and creativity. That was huge. I know a lot of people would tend to say, yeah, we do quite well at that. I'm like, all right, let's just talk about that and make sure. Because if we put worse, we're addressing all the risks perfectly, I don't know if that's going to help us in the end. <laughs> so let's just take a harder look at that. And it's not that people are trying to be deceptive. It's just reminding them in a way that resonates with them to, you know, let's truly be honest and accurate in this so that we know where to go. Right. And I think getting the right questions asked was difficult. That my first meeting, I kind of practiced with our auditors. I sit next to them. They're my friends. So 
they're my guinea pigs in this uh, risk assessment process. And, you know, they, they let me fumble through those questions, but yeah, updating your process as you go through was just always helpful. And you use that with the next group and the next. And Yeah. I think that's great. And I think uh, you said we're all working together, not against each right. other. And that's really important. And of course, again, you learn each time and there's that soft side too, where you have to convince the people you're working with that we're here to help. Uh, yes, and it's not absolutely. just, it's not a blame game. We're trying to find something yeah. bad. It's uh, trying to help the organization succeed. And that's, <laughs> there's a certain tact to that. And you just, you learn it as you go. <laughs> absolutely. A joke of the day goes far. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, I do know that, yeah, risk is always changing. So when they say we did this last year, I'm like, well, is it exactly the same as it was last year? Because the world is not the same as it was two years ago or even the year before. So that's another thing is to not, not brush by anything, yeah. uh, take everything seriously. So that was a big one. Yeah. And the environment changes. Like you said, the world's not the same as it was before. So <clears throat> that's always a nice intro to get back out and talk to groups, you know, it's, things are different than the last time we talked. Let's just sit down and chat a little bit. Good advice. Well, thanks, Ryan. Well, you mentioned that you're kind of working on things and you're open to talking to others about that. If listeners want to get in touch with you, are you comfortable sharing an email address or anything like that? Absolutely. Or go right um, ahead. So it's uh, Ryan Kohler, K-O-L-E-R. I'll back up. Sorry. It's Ryan.Kohler at cypresscu.com. David, I don't know if you have a place to post that, but that's probably the best way to reach me. I have a direct line that's flooded with solicitations and, you know, people trying to help and that's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll definitely, I'll be able to post that email. On yeah, the, that'd be great. We're, on the episode page or somewhere. Yeah. One thing I love about my career in credit unions, especially in compliance is, you know, we may be technically competitors, I guess. In the compliance world, we're all on the same team. And in risk, I'm absolutely happy to collaborate and give and take wherever we can to move the cause. I believe knowing we are on the same team just makes that all the difference in the world. So yeah, credit unions are great about cooperating. It's great to be on the same team. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Ryan. It's been, been a lot of fun and very informative. So really appreciate your time and you sharing your knowledge and what you've gone through. And I'm sure there's been a lot of helpful tips for everybody. Absolutely. David, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate yeah. your help as well. It's been amazing. It's been fun. All right. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to this episode of ERA Perspectives. And we'll see you again next time. Bye for now. That's all for today's ERM Perspectives. If you enjoyed the show and heard something useful, please do your friends and colleagues a favor and share this podcast with them. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Please contact me if you'd like to be a guest on this show or if I can help you or someone you know. I'm David Seibert, and you can find me on LinkedIn or at my website, davidseibertconsulting.com.